In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. As a person who travels most of the time, I must tell you that there are so many things I love about home. It's just so many things. It's the little things you enjoy, the little things that you miss. But while there are many sweet things about home, there is one thing that makes home home, and that is family. I can come back to our home, to the place where we live, but if none of those that I love are here, then it's not quite the same. So the same truth we find in Revelation 21 about our eternal home. There are many sweet things about heaven. Oh yes, many sweet things about heaven. All these descriptions of what will be new and what will be no more. But today we come to what is near. Maybe I should say who is near because the thing that makes heaven, heaven is the same thing that makes home, home. And that is the one we love. We've been studying in the opening verses of Revelation 21 this new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, and all the things God says will be no more. Uh, but did you catch Revelation 21 verse 3? And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people, and God Himself shall be with them and be their God. By the way, that expression is found throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. I believe it reveals the heart of God. He says, I want you to be my people and I want to be your God. That's it. Somebody says, what does God want anyhow? I'll tell you very simply. God has always wanted a people that just loved Him in return because He loved them first. A people that desired just to be with Him, just to, to know His fellowship, just to walk and talk with Him. That's why He created Adam and Eve. That's what is desired in every generation. God to be our God and us to be His people. Here's the expression. Would you mark it in Revelation 21 verse 3 or mark it in your heart today? He will dwell with them. Now, in a very real sense, the Lord dwells with us now because Christ promised never to leave us, never to forsake us. So spiritually, the Lord came to live in you on the day you received Christ as your personal Savior. And by His indwelling Holy Spirit, He dwells with you. But when you come to Revelation 21, we're talking about physically. I mean, like literally. We are in the presence of God. Watch this. He is dwelling with us, not here in our hearts, but there in His home. This is the essence of the Christian faith. God comes to dwell with you now, and you get to go dwell with Him for all eternity. You see, God has always desired to be with men. Always. That's what Eden was. God's desire to be with man. That's why the voice of the Lord God came walking through that garden in the cool of the day. Why do you think there was a tabernacle in the wilderness? Why? For one reason. God wanted to be with His people. Uh, interesting, isn't it, that He would use the same word here in Revelation 21.3, the tabernacle of God. I, I really think it's a reminder that the same God who was with Israel in that wilderness is now with all of His people in that perfect celestial city. Uh, why do you think there was a temple in Jerusalem? Because God wanted to dwell with men. And ultimately, why did Christ come to earth? 
John chapter 1, verse number 14, uh, the Word came to dwell with us. Uh, the Word came to, to pitch His tent next to ours. Why? Because God wanted to be with man. Why does the Holy Spirit come to live in us? John 14, 7 and 8. Why? Because God wants to dwell with us. And why is there a new Jerusalem? Why? Because God wants you to dwell with Him and He wants to dwell with you for all eternity. So if I ask you, what makes heaven heaven? It's really not the place, it's the person. Heaven is Him. Look, what's the worst thing that could happen to a person for eternity? The worst thing is separation from God. So if that's the worst thing, what's the greatest thing? The greatest thing for eternity is that we get to be with Him. Do you remember in John chapter 14 when Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. Here's the key word. You ready? Unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Now, when you get to Revelation 21, you're in the place that's been prepared. You are looking at the many mansions, and we're getting ready to look at them in a moment. But it's not the many mansions that makes it heaven. It's the fact it's the Father's house. The Father's there. It's not the, I will prepare a place for you that is so wonderful. It is rather, I will receive you unto myself. You get to come be where I am. That's, that's the glory of it. So it's wonderful to talk about what is new. Everything's going to be made new. And it's great to think about what will be no more. All the evil will be gone. But I want to challenge you today to concentrate on what is near there. What is near is God Himself, the Lord with us. In verse uh, 6, He identifies Himself as Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. Isn't that glorious? In verse 7, He says that He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be as God, and He shall be my Son. It's a picture of final, full, forever fellowship. Let me repeat that. Final full, forever fellowship. We have fellowship with God now, but that fellowship gets broken, doesn't it? By our sin, by our disobedience. Uh, the sense of His presence at some times is not as strong as others, though the Lord's always with us. Uh, but we live in these bodies of clay. But on that day, all of the hindrances uh, will be removed and there will be an unbroken fellowship with our God. Let's compare the opening of Revelation 21 with the opening of Revelation 22. We're coming to Revelation 22 shortly, but just look across your page at Revelation 22, and you'll see what we have to look forward to. The Bible says in Revelation 22, verse 3, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. Do you see it again? God is near, and we are near to the throne. And then the Bible says this, Revelation 22, 3 and 4, And His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. You want to talk about close. Now that's close. That's as close to the throne as you can get. <laughs> We're there. We are serving Him. We are seeing Him. And the Bible says His name is on our foreheads. You remember how the beast put His mark on men? And it was a mark that led to death and destruction. But God's going to put His mark on His children for all eternity and it is the mark of life and love and liberty. Every good and perfect thing connected with His mark. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. And on a practical note today, could I just point out that the two things we're going to do for all eternity when we're with God, we ought to be doing now. We're going to serve Him and we're going to worship Him. 
We're going to see His face. We're going to gaze upon Him and adore, adore Him. Would you serve Him and see Him today? Uh, would, you, would you serve Him and worship Him today? Would you love Him and labor for Him today? Would you determine by God's grace that you are going to serve Him and worship Him, though it may not be perfect service and perfect worship, because we won't have that till we get to glory and all the hindrances removed. But would you determine today you're going to serve Him and worship Him every day until the day you see Jesus Christ face to face? Yes, He is very near us now. Yes, you can draw nigh to God now, but there is coming a day that the curtain's going to be removed, that all the hindrances are going to be gone, and you're going to be ushered into the throne room of heaven, and you're going to stay there forever. You're going to serve Him, and you're going to see Him, and God Himself will dwell with us. I don't know about you. I'm so looking forward to this. I, I want to even just jump to the end of it all and say with John at the end of Revelation, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Can you say that today? Are you looking for the return of the King? Are you loving His appearing? Because any moment, God Himself is going to dwell with us. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.